So could I could I just get a brief introduction from each of you? I know I'm probably three minutes late on this, but let me just get your name, what you did for Action Academy, um, and what your role has looked like since then um, for each of you. And let we can just go left to right. So Puya, let me get me started. No, Sasha, sorry, you're all the way on the left. No, you're good. Um, hey, folks. Hello, listeners. This is Sasha. I am a staff at CP Future, and uh, I was one of the curators for Action Academy uh, this summer and one of the many travelers um, this fall. And uh, yeah, it was all amazing. And I can't wait to discuss it on the pod today. Booyah. Hello, y'all. This is Puya. Um, I started with Action Academy in summer of 21 as a student. This past summer, I was a crew lead um, for Team Georgia. I was also a team lead for Team Georgia. Um, and in the um, summer and fall of this year, I worked closer with the fieldwork team um, as an addition as a temporary addition uh, for a few months to help with planning of the trips coming up during the fall. And similar to Sasha, I was one of the many travelers this past fall. Julia. Hi, everyone. My name is Julia G. I was part of the very first cohort of Action Academy back in 2020, which is almost three years ago now. I think, or two. Um, uh, I became a part of the special ops team to send postcards to Georgia in the 2020 um, Senate runoff elections. And then I became an Action Academy crew lead and then a Texas state team lead. Uh, and now last year I was hired full-time as the donor engagement coordinator. I'm now the full-time development associate working at Common Power to raise funds and build relationships to continue powering the work that we do. But I'm very active still um, in the community and I love Action Academy. You know, never forget your roots, never forget your roots. Ben. Yeah, um, I'm staff at CP um, in field work, but I have like a foot and a few fingers in CP future still. Um, and I also was in the same cohort as Julia, so we're cohort buddies, the OG 2020 cohort for Action Academy. Um, I've also been on a lot of trips and travel this past year, so, um, especially for Team Wisconsin as a team lead. And Larcy and Charles, if he's still lurking. No, I purposely kicked him. Oh, nope, he's coming back. Okay, this is Larcy, and I uh, created Action Academy, and what you're hearing are some of the amazing folks that have journeyed through Action Academy in all the different places with CP, um, and also now introducing Charles, who is coming in. This is Charles. Um, I'm just the old man who bothers the youngins these days. I had a tool around CP and getting people's business so i'm not supposed to be in the podcast but i may jump in here perfect very fluid and charles like 
I'm Matthew. Um, I was a crew lead for South Carolina and Action Academy, um, and I'm currently a, a state team lead for South Carolina. Um, and uh, I do kind of um, work in different areas um, in CP right now. I'm working on um, Future Talks, the podcast that I'm going to reference at the end of this. Um, I guess we should start with a, a bit of an icebreaker. Um, I'd love to hear everybody's uh, most awkward, random moment from travel this year. That's a hard one. Okay, favorite moment then. Just I actually do have an awkward moment, Matthew. Um, I was on a trip. We were actually, both of us were on the same trip. And um, one of the leads for that trip, who shall remain nameless, um, went on and on about something very minimal, for like 35 minutes. And it was near like the, you know, the debrief that we do at the end of the day. And everybody was just so exhausted. And everybody was just looking at each other. Nobody was breaking the silence. And she just went on and on and on. Um, and it was pretty awkward. It was really, really rough sitting through that debrief. Um, like, it was nice for the 10 minutes where everybody shared their experience, all of that for the day. But then went to a lecture mode for like 40 minutes. Um, that was probably the most awkward one. Yeah, I can attest to that. <clears throat> um, I feel like I have awkward moments for everybody else on this call, but I'll share one for myself. Um, so this is a cute, awkward moment. So we were in, um, I think we were in Augusta, Georgia. This is Ben speaking, by the way, because you can't see anybody here. Um, and we are on this turf and we're parked outside this dude's house. And he's obviously with a, like a leaf blower and he's just looking at us like, why are you parked outside of my house? We're like a huge red SUV, like the kind that like, like people would roll up you know, to like a Wendy's parking lot in, like it was like this huge thing that we were driving, the seven seater. And then he was like, who are these people coming out? And then I came out and I was like, sir, can we park by your lot? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He understood what we were doing. That was cool. And then like we did our turf and then we came back to the car to leave. And he had his whole family out, right? In his front yard, cause he just cleaned it up. And then this little girl, this little girl of like maybe four or five was going around collecting buttons from us. Like she would look at like our buttons and stickers on our shirt and she would be like, I would like that, please. She pointed to it. It's like, please give me, please. And then we did because she was cute. So like as soon as one person gave her a button, she was like, bet this is permission for everybody to give me a button. And so she collected one from each one of us. She got to me. I gave her a Warnock button. And then I had another smaller one that was like a, a um, boat Warnock black button here. And then she was like, I want that too. And I'm like, no. And I started fighting this little four-year-old in the front lawn. Like, no, I cannot give you this one. It's my only one. I already gave you one. And then this is like in full view of her parents. Um, and then so like we were like extra like extricating ourselves from this situation, this little hustler, and getting into our cars. And then she jumped into the car with us. She was like, I want to go with you. <laughs> her dad had to be like, no, girl, come back, come back, come back here. And that that was like how we ended a turn. 
Yeah, just what we need for uh, some type of top news that CP is kidnapping children. No, thank you. <laughs> right? No, thank honestly. you for ending that. Thank you for ending that responsibly. <laughs> that was exactly the amount of awkward that we needed. Thank you, Ben. Um, You're welcome. All right. Um, so I guess I want to start with um, Action Academy. Um, like, obviously, we all played um, a role in, in how it went this past summer and summers before then. So I'd actually like to start with those of you who, who were here um, in past summers as something more than just, um, or no, let's start with what did Action Academy look like as a participant when you first did it? And how did that transition into the year when you started being a, a crew lead or a curator and into what that looks like today? Wait, wait, wait. We're going back to the very first cohort. Hold up. Do I need to leave out of this or something? And also be nice if you're going to have any kind of critique. And if you are going to have critique, you can just send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a friendly space. Um, so yeah, let's let's start with the the oldest folks here. Um, I'm thinking Ben, Julia, Sasha, Larcy. Everybody except Puya. And me, yes. Wow. We're the youngins, yeah. Calm down. Calm down. By like two years. That's what kills me. Like <laughs> oh, I think I have at least three years on them. Mm. There's the quiet flex. But like if, if we're going wanna, like uh, three, just say three, not at least three, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben, you can you could definitely start us off. Well, I was gonna say it should be Sasha and Larcy in terms of chronological order, because Action Academy started out of their office. I have less of an understanding of who's been here than y'all. So I'm gonna let y'all take care of the chronological order of things and just get into it. There we go. Yeah, let's not put our age all out there. <laughs> <laughs> y'all stay doing that um yeah Larcy let's tell them our meat story um no we can absolutely well okay <laughs> I I know for a fact I've said this story so many times on probably different platforms on a video zoom podcast whatever so we're gonna skip all of that but I think the funniest not funniest but I think the most memorable moment of concept to action with Action Academy, it was probably meeting Sasha. So it was, uh, I was like 10 months pregnant, like ready to pop September. And there was an event at work and I decided to go because I was like, you know what? I'm never gonna have any more free time after this baby comes out. So let's just go have an enjoyable social hour. And one of, was it one of the activities is that you were supposed to turn to your corner or to like to your right or to your left or whatever and like talk to the person who is like standing next to you or whatever. And I couldn't move because I was sitting down and I didn't want to move because I'm being that far along in your pregnancy, your everything just swells and aches. So Sasha was the lucky person next to me who was like two feet away, process of elimination and we just started talking and just totally hit it off. And then what, like two weeks later, I was in your office at UW and I was like, so we need to do something. And just kind of going off of the conversation we had at that moment, right? Yeah. And then you were like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was like, um, I was an academic advisor at UW at the time. And so a lot of my students needed an internship to graduate. And so I was like, I literally have like several foot like football teams of students that like need internships. And Larcy was like, great, we want to pilot a program and we want as many students as possible. Like what's gonna bring them in, you think? And I was like, good content and um paying them basically like good compensation would be great. And so I think that was like really the pilot program for Action Academy. And so what I think the inaugural program had like 40, 45 students. Oh, it was um, more than that. And I think, you know, what what we're also not uh mentioning here was you and I met pre-COVID. And so right as soon as COVID hit, we weren't really anticipating a big enough, like a big group. We were just gonna go and see what this build out was gonna look like. Unfortunately, COVID hit and many of the internship aspirations for many students were out the window. And that's a common story that we hear a lot from students why they joined Action Academy because it was virtual, right? And that's one thing, Sasha, you wanted to make sure is that how easily accessible was this program for many students? And the fact that it was virtual, it was probably why we had, you know, over 80 some plus, you know, applications from the get go. And I wasn't even sure if we had an infrastructure at that time programmatically to build out that kind of capacity. But we had some amazing people with, and we'll mention them, Mina and Layla and Kylie and Asha as the first crew leads of Action Academy. And they were fabulous young leaders. Um, and two of them are still with us today. So, yep. And that's kind of how it started and trust and doing. So two things. Um, one, I would like to know, like, how far was the reach back then compared to how it is now? Like now we've got people all over the place, right? How many people from different states do you think y'all had back then? And also how immersive was the list of guest speakers? Um, because now I know there's a long list. Um, we've got practically people or a panel every week. Um, so what did that look like back then? Julia, mm, maybe you and I can speak to this because in 2020, I think we were so hopped up on like, doing something I felt like I don't know it felt like in 2020 it was more lines of the goal was getting people to join um, CP teams and doing work in the 2020 election that a lot of the education and the work leading up to that was to prepare us for that moment because it was it was like 12 weeks of just kind of like nonstop learning about stuff I, I remember us having David come in. Like the guest speakers were definitely less than they've been in like the future cohorts. But I think that was because we were so swept up in the momentum of doing something with what we learned that we didn't like, I, I don't think we allocated a lot of time to panels and lectures and, and guest speakers. Yeah, I, this is Julia speaking, but yeah, I agree. Um, Definitely the Action Academy in 2020 was very focused on like what's the fastest way we can get you from um sitting in action academy to 
doing the work. So they would have action days on Fridays and then they'd have like action days on the weekends as well. So like Friday, Saturday, Sundays, um, they would host like phone banks um, on a variety of issues at the time because the world was going through so much. So I remember phone banking on behalf of incarcerated people in Oregon uh, because a lot of wildfires were going on and the prison conditions in Oregon and the way that they were keeping incarcerated folks basically in the prison without much ventilation. Um, so we would like call our representatives and basically really pressure them to take action. And they, yeah, I agree. I think there's definitely like, there were still panelists like David. Um, I think we had Dr. Scott as well, but it was mm. very, like, what's the yeah. fastest way we can get you out on the field? Yeah, and they were all kind of like concentrated during like the history or like the mindset module of things. And then we sprinkled them through mobilize and um, mojo, depending on if they were relevant to what we were going to do with the action part of the week. I think that was kind of like the structure of how we set it up. Um, and then in future cohorts, we kind of like, I think it was, Action Academy is so um, dependent on what the election cycle looks like for that exact year, that we were just experimenting with different models. Like if there isn't a lot of action, do we lean more on guest speakers? Do we lean more on interactive learning, stuff like that? If there is an election, how does, um, what what are the trade-offs between inviting someone for an hour and creating something for people to do for an hour? So I remember those were the questions that we had to decide upon, Julia, when we were thinking about Action Academy curriculum, when we returned as Crulies. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is Julia speaking again. Um, I also feel like Action Academy is it's highly dependent on like what is the current political need at the time and then also I think it's really dependent on kind of who's leading the program like the personalities of the people um, who are the crew leads and people developing the curriculum like for example I remember like the first cohort Layla was one of the crew leads Layla was like, I don't know, she was just like super spiritual, very in tune about like self-care. So like every session, like obviously 2020, like Gen Z people were like going through it, right? So I remember like at the beginning of every session, she'd be like, okay, guys, we're going to meditate. She's like, it would be like a guided meditation. Be like, we're going to take 60 seconds to do deep breaths and slow breathing and remind ourselves that we are okay in this moment. And I was like, wow, like I kind of need this right now because there's just so much going on. But definitely like that, that was like largely influenced by like the personalities who are the leaders as well. So that's interesting to think about like now, like how has that changed? So I want to transition um, from what it looked like back then to what it looked like this past summer. Um, and I'll just kind of open this up. Puya, I want you to start us off um, since we kind of kicked you to the curb for the past uh, conversation. Um, so just reflections, um, critiques, um, sentiments about last uh, summer's Action Academy. Um, I know that was that was both of our first summers doing it as crew leads because we were participants um, the year before. Um, and so actually... I'll start in saying that um, <clears throat> I really appreciated the transition from how interactive it was, the summer I participated to the summer I uh, led as a crew lead, um, because the the summer that I was in there as a student, it it felt more, 
more like a just another lecture. Now it was an interactive, no, it was an interesting and engaging lecture because it was content that was feeding me, but it, it wasn't something that I was actively um, having a, a part in, in terms of not only like back and forth discourse, right? Because we only did brief um, breakout rooms at the beginning, um, but also like projects or even going further than just taking care of those action hours, right? And so seeing that transition into last summer when we have um, like the sticky notes on that one website that I'm forgetting or um, like further more inclusive break rooms. And now we're beginning to spread the teams and mix people around and randomize who gets to talk to who. Um, I really appreciated that aspect of it. Um, but Puya, yeah, your thoughts. Yeah, I think as Julian Ben kind of touched on this, um, you know, Action Academy being different depending on what the need is and what the status of the country is. For like this past year, um, being a crew lead in 2022, where there's election coming up like 10 weeks from when we're, you know, wrapping up Action Academy, there was definitely a different sort of mentality um, among everybody that, okay, we really want to transition from learning this history, learning what is happening and what has happened, and really transition to action have a much quicker transition from education to action compared to when we were students or participants in 2021, where there was that gap. So um, I feel like Action Academy and everybody who was um, involved in creating that program this past year really kind of grasped that and really focused on how we can make that transition quickly by creating the content that was um, kind of applicable. For example, we had Ahmed Baba that talked about disinformation and misinformation, right? And that was so um, so useful because of the moment where we had a um, record number of election deniers on the ballot all across the country, right? When you learn that history and then you look at Arizona, Cary Lake making false claims for months about election results, then you kind of see that transition and want to get involved. Um, even if you were not involved this past fall. So um, I think, yeah, I think it was a really, really good transition from off your election to election year for Action Academy. I know this isn't the core um, principle, like Action Academy is for, first and foremost for educating period, but how effective, and I guess this is more for <clears throat> Sasha, Ben and Larcy, how effective was Action Academy in helping the people who didn't just come for the money and helping them transition into actively being a part of change on the ground or taking it further at being an intern or traveling or whatever the case may be? Um, how effective was that? I will start this conversation off. In fact, swing that back over to you, Matthew. Um, your journey when we started as a participant, um, challenged actually some of the curriculum that we were offering and presenting. And I do recall having a conversation with you talking about some of the ideologies in Action Academy. And we've never had that ever before, but it was worth exploring and conversing about how students are interpreting our ideologies and principles and, and how we want to 
grow and develop young leaders and also deliver the content that we adore and love for a just and inclusive democracy. So here you are a year and a half in, right? From that moment or that person is a Matthew to this person leading teams with us now, you've completely done a 180. So how does it been like for you? Well, I'm, I'm the type of person who can give criticism and receive it without getting emotionally tied to it, right? So like even when we had that that type of discourse, because I, I know that was a rough time, like there was a lot going on, um, but like there's always things to improve um, and especially with like learning about how to create a more inclusive environment because politics is just the means to the end. We're not in this for politics. We're in this to make the world a better place. And so understanding that this curriculum is, is based around um, creating a more inclusive environment for everybody, there, there's always things to, to better, you know, things to, to improve upon, um, to, to kind of grab different people in more. Um, and that, that's also honestly the main thing that attracted me um, to, to not only um, what is going on I'm sorry, there's so much going on right now. But that that was that was one of the main things that attracted me to um CP as well as Action Academy um and led me to want to come back the next year. Um is is because I wanted uh my main thing was I wanted people who not only created a voice for everybody but understand how that voice could be improved over time. And so that discourse that we had um, when I was a participant really proved to me that, okay, they're they're willing to listen and hear me out and understand where I'm coming from and and how I see things as well. And it it did wonders to me to 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 kind of experience that, to experience that that conversation with you guys. Um, and so really that's that's what drew me in more. That's that's what really made me want to travel and be a part of this um uh, the most, to be honest. And yeah, go ahead, Lars. You know, hold up, hold up. I just want to make a, a a quick mention for the podcast listeners out there. We're doing this on Zoom. And the chat of background noise and laughter. I wish you all could listen to this, but there has always been a saying at CP that says you come for the work and stay for the people. And I have to say, our new hashtag is came for the money, but stayed for the work. Okay, Ben, like, I got to put that back on you. Like, why did you say that? That kind of hurt. Hold on. I don't want to undermine what Matthew said beautifully, though is that like he recognized one of our mission as working across differences. And when he found us to be at an intersection of differences, he chose to engage more and not lean away. And that's exactly the kind of person that we want here. Um, and that's exactly the kind of person that we hope others in our organization in Action Academy become, right? So that's why we like intentionally sometimes encourage conflict and tension. And being a, like, because I feel like that's when we kind of like, you know, discover ourselves a little bit more. And so let's just say that like, I did come for the money. You did say what, it, like the question is, the question was, what about people who didn't come for the money? How did like they get involved? But like, let's, let's be real. 
Many of us came for the money. Many of us stayed for the money, Puya. Yes, because that is also a draw. And that's what sustains the work. But I think actually like, okay, okay, okay. So like, you know how like dollars is like how we, how we value things, like what you're willing to give up in time and money is how you value it, right? And like Action Academy was valued at $1,000 and I was willing to get that, right? And then through the experience, I found out that what I was going through was worth way more than $1,000. I appreciated the $1,000, but I also appreciated what I gained along the way and what I also know that I will continue to gain if I stay. So like, Sasha, you can speak to this, but like I entered a master's of public administration and you don't enter an MPA hoping to make a shit ton of money. Like you, you like you're already committed to public service and like living on just enough wage, you know, because the work that you're doing is worth more than what is valued economically. It's the same thing as CP. So come for the money, stay for the work. Uh, again, y'all can't see the chat, but everyone is calling Ben a true politician right now, a diplomat. Look, if there needed to be a delegation of the people who just came for the money, Ben, you're clearly the top representative. Girl, you're gonna be a lobbyist one day. Like, I see it. That was so smooth. Um, <laughs> no, and I really do want to acknowledge um, just seeing, again, I've been more of like the background, kind of like the partner. Um, and so seeing Action Academy for the first time as like a staff person, as a curator, as you said uh, so well, Matthew, um, this past summer was actually really great to see those differences actually between the students that, yes, they did come for the money, which is important. We do value um, investing in our next generation leaders and however they use that money so that they can put their time and energy into this work. Um, but also, yeah, you know, for folks who are like, you know, Puya with what maybe one would call from the outside looking in, um, you know, more pure intentions, if you will, with coming here for politics, coming here for the work. Um, but no, I think really across all of the different ways that students do um, get drawn to this work, um, when they do stay, they stay for good. I mean, it's really incredible to see how folks have really worked their way through the ranks in terms of um, what they're contributing to every aspect of common power in every sphere. Um, and I would say just in like the short time that I've been here, I know Larcy's really seen everything from the very beginning, but in the very short amount of time in comparison that I've been here, it's been so amazing to see that level of growth. And I've known like someone like Ben, for example, outside of CP, like we were friends, like we were like, we knew each other in college. And so um, seeing Ben grow in this capacity and then like seeing other people that I don't know quite yet, you know, that I'm still getting to know, like you, Matthew, and other folks from Action Academy, it really is exciting. And I think Action Academy does act as a really great incubator and catalyst for young people who want to get involved. And since we're <clears throat> since we're on the topic of growth, I just like to take us to travel now. So we've all done Action Academy as a participant, as a crew lead, and now we've all experienced what it's like to lead teams on the ground or be a part of leadership on the ground. Um, so I'd like some reflection from all of you, um, and I'll just leave this open to y'all and where it goes um, about how travel was um, this the, these past couple months, because I know it was 
it was hectic. I mean, there was, I myself went on like eight, seven or eight trips. I know Puya went on a similar number. Um, like, uh, please um, let us know, you know, thoughts, reflections. How did it go? How was it? Um, and, and how did doing it change your thoughts on it before you did it? Um, this is Puya. Um, I feel like every time that I went on a trip, um, I was more excited to go on the next one, um, because of the experience of like interacting with people, learning from them. Um, like for example, Matthew, I didn't know you like that well. Like we went through Action Academy together, and then there was just this gap, and then you came back, um, as a crew lead, and then you went on like that Wisconsin trip. And without like really knowing each other and meeting each other for the first time in person, we spent two weeks, literally 24 seven together. And that was a quite an experience, uh, which was really great. And then we went on more trips. And now, even though you live all the way across the country, um, we have that connection because of this trips that CPS put together. So um, really grateful for what CP is doing, aside from like the politics of it helping the campaigns, um, but also bringing people together without having the opportunity to be together um, in any other capacity, really. Um, if it wasn't for CP, I wouldn't be able to travel with a lot of the folks. Um, but also um, the work that we did, we had knocked on like thousands of doors and a lot of close elections, that was, you could make the argument that that was the difference. So um, I'm really proud of the work we did. It was a really great opportunity. It was hectic with school. Um, but super excited to get back on the ground. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick on um, somebody else who's traveled a bit, um, a good bit uh, these past couple months. Um, ben, I would love to hear um, your thoughts because you're you're more of especially away from like the Wisconsin trip and um, like some post-election week stuff, you were kind of in the background of a lot of these trips. Um, well, and I guess besides Pennsylvania as well, was it PA? I can't remember. It's been so much stamp travel, but um, yeah, just, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts because you've kind of, you've had a, a slightly different angle of things throughout all this travel. Hmm. Okay, so it's true, I have been on a lot of trips and I've played many different roles in the trips that I've been on. And I think that it's so strange because like I still, like just to tie it back to the, the running theme of Action Academy and CP Future here, um, it's just so strange that like, not strange, okay, fulfilling. It is rewarding and fulfilling when like, you know, there's just some things that you learn and that you hear about, but then you learn again and again as you go through life. So one of the one of the most strangely fulfilling things is that during the 2020 um, Action Academy, I heard, 
people spoke about the work for the first time. And not and I was a little bit disillusioned and skeptical because people on social media is like, yeah, change. <laughs> and like, I do X, Y, Z. I go to ABC and I met, you know, and I'm like, okay. Um, but like, I've never like, you know, talked to someone who has done the work, come through it on the other side and continue to find more work. And that was what Bob Stoner was. And the lesson that I learned from him was that um, like you're just the next step in a very long march, you know? So, and like, of course, like you can like understand that, you hear that and like, you know what those words mean and then you know what those words mean when you do them. So <laughs> I think that every time that I'm on a trip, I, oh, I just think back to like, I'm not the first person to do this. I'm not the first person to try to work across differences. I'm not the first person to like figure out what, how to make intergenerational and interracial change work, right? And so it's just like each trip um, is like looking at that lesson from a different angle and figuring out how we can do better. Um, I really feel like Ashen Academy is what you make of it and what you put into it is what you get out. And so because I put so much into um, understanding what CP Future is trying to teach here, um, the lessons and those skills really go forward in what you do with CP afterwards. It really is the foundation for the success here. So, yeah, don't know if that answered your question, Matthew, but I hope it did. Yeah, in in a kind of curvy and and dismissive and dodging kind of way it did. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. Uh, I'm sorry. When she said strangely fulfilling, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this work is. No, this, She's like, this... I have, CP makes me feel things like hope and change. It's like, yes, that's exactly absolutely. We present opportunities and y'all just figure it out on your own, what ends up resonating for you. And you, you take it and you run with it. That's exactly the petri dish. We're trying to get you all to join and, and be in, but strangely fulfilling. I love it. Ben does an excellent job of ignoring the question that's asked and answering the one that that she knows that you want to ask. So that's that's what just happened right there. She went from wait wait wait. wait. First of all, in the chat, you gave her a ten out of ten. Okay, so now you're it's a critique on it. Oh no, 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 totally no, no. complimented her. In this the chat. feels like a oh, bad review yeah. on like a five star rating. This is what it sounds like right now. Is that is that not a good review? Uh, Wait, I thought that's Julia. I thought Julia gave the ten out of ten. Yeah, right? Julia gave the ten out of ten. I'm abstaining from ratings. I'm the host. I'm not allowed. Wow, wow. <laughs> Julia, you're the only real one here. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been real. Come on. Is um, it because she gave you the ten out of ten? Because I feel like that's biased. <laughs> you can also give me a ten out of ten. You'll get the same comments. I'll think about it. Okay. Real quick, real quick, real quick. I'd like to get from each of you, and we can go left to right again. Um, what is something that you're most looking forward to um, this year? Uh, I know like me personally, um, Greg Perry is running for city council in South Carolina. Um, and I I don't know, I, I'm just, I'm excited for that trip. Um, we, we love going down there. We love working with him and um, and Brandy. Um, so that should be another amazing experience. Um, but I, I'd love to hear from, from everyone else. We can start with Sasha and just work our way down. 
Yes. Thank you, Matthew. Um, Y'all, I'm super excited. Larcy and I have been cooking up some really amazing things. And so um, for those who did participate in Action Academy, you're probably familiar with Ahmed Baba, who is our Miss and Disinfo expert. And so he'll be joining us for the month of February next year. We're going to be doing a three-part lecture series where he's going to be talking to us about what is Miss and Disinfo, how do you crack down on it from your uncle at the Thanksgiving table all the way up to electoral politics. Um, he's going to have really great interactive ways to get us involved with debunking Miss and Disinfo online and ways, again, to just inform our advocacy and just our work as a whole. And so we're really excited to have him. More details are to come. So please keep an eye out if you are with us on mobilize.io or if you follow um, our accounts on Instagram or Twitter. But we are super excited. Um, Ahmed's just been so great with our team, with the Action Academy students, and we just can't wait to get some more info out there. Thank you, Ben. I'm excited to see how many different ways we can do field work. I think um, it's just been kind of like trip, 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 and then like the runoff with like one trip, that's actually four trips. And then I want, you know, so like kind of like playing around with like how, what kind of different ways can we get people on the ground talking to voters? Being creative with that is what I'm looking forward to experimenting the most in 2023. Larcy. I'm actually really just excited to see what you all are going to do with this. You know, like which of you gets to bring a version of you into this or another version of you into this. So Matthew, who's another Matthew that you see in the future cohorts that you want to mentor and, you know, spend more time with or think that you can teach them new things. And I know, Ben, you've done a great ton of helping us develop a lot of programs. But what I love, the magic with you is that you actually can uh, deliver a lot of this in the classroom. And when you and I first talked years ago, it was about your ability to teach. And Puya, you found a great community where you can talk politics 24 seven, you know, and constantly people are saying you should run for office. And so I, that's what I wanna see. I wanna see where all of you are at the corners of this country and we can bring them into this fold. Puya. Um, I think this year is a great opportunity to, you know, plan for 24 because, um, you know, a lot of people were saying that, you know, 2020 was about the soul of the country. It's about the soul of the nation as Biden used to say. Um, it's going to be that similar mentality again in 24, because um, the very same people who were part of the 2020 election are running again. There's no different. Um, same agenda, um, just different people. So it is going to be very exciting to have this opportunity to plan for a very interesting election year, um, which will be wild will be crazy and a lot of fun um in 2022 was a great kind, kind of a runoff for us in a way to learn okay how we can squeeze as many trips into um four or five weeks and um i think this year is going to be a lot of planning which should be really exciting for 24. and julia 
Um, I am really excited to see how Common Power will adapt to an off-year election. 2023 will be interesting. Um, I know we'll be investing a ton in our educational initiatives like Action Academy and the Institute. And I'm also excited to continue to diversify our spaces and make them more inclusive. Um, tying it back to Action Academy, it's been really exciting seeing kind of the evolution of the different cohorts from our very first cohort, which was largely Seattle-based. Um, lots of women, primarily uh, women identifying folks and primarily like Asian and white to our last most recent cohort this past summer, which was, I had folks from over 20 different colleges and universities state across the nation. Um, I think seeing spaces like that become bigger and more diversified is always super exciting. Um, so I'm excited to continue uh, being part of the Greater Action Academy community um, and just seeing how we continue to adapt and grow um, all the way till 2024, the next presidential election year. Thank you. Um, so I'm gonna take this opportunity to plug a little bit. Um, so Sasha and I um, have a series starting um, called Future Talks. Um, and it's it's focused on the Gen Zs. Um, it, that's the audience that we're going for, but obviously anybody is welcome. Um, and we're, we're really just going to be going through not only political topics, but social things as well. Um, just it, it's really about um, things that matter to the people that matter. And not to say that anybody who isn't Gen Z doesn't matter, but these are the people who are going to be leading change for the next couple generations to come. And so taking that into um <laughs> the, the chat is right now the chat is clowning me um, because apparently I don't sound excited. Um, I promise you that I'm smiling right now and that I am excited about this. So don't listen to them. Um, future talks is going to get started um, around the middle of January. I think um, we're going to pick up with January 6th, uh, the special election that's coming up in Virginia. Um, and we've also We've got some mis, um, mis and disinfo stuff going on with Ahmed Baba, um, who's a, a journalist who really works on correcting a lot of that bullshit that we hear nowadays. Um, so it's it's a lot. Um, and Sasha, if you'd like to add anything, if uh, if you have anything that uh, that you want to correct uh, or that I left out, please go ahead. Um, I mean, just like, you know, Matthew said, we swear on this one. No, just playing. Um, we're really, really excited to get um, so many of our Gen Seers into this space. Um, Julia's been doing such an incredible job with hosting the With CP podcast. And so we're almost kind of following in her steps and wanting to do something, yeah, really unique for the Gen Z space. So absolutely, like Matthew said, we're going to be talking politics. We're going to be talking on the ground work. We're going to get some special recordings and clips from people who are door knocking and Again, it's coming from our Gen Zers, and they're going to be telling us what their experiences are. Um, and absolutely, Ahmed Baba is going to be joining us. Miss and Disinfo is sort of the theme for like the first quarter of next year, and we're really excited to get that launched. But um, yeah, again, it's a space that is by and for Gen Z, and we're really excited. Um, yeah, exactly. We can't wait to get these sound bites. Uh, Ben's little Yelp earlier is going to be a sound bite 
for something. Not sure what that is yet, but it's going to pop off. So <laughs> we're just, we're really excited. Um, you know, tell your kids, tell your grandkids, tell your nieces and nephews, uh, we're going to be starting next year. So uh, we're looking forward to having y'all join us. All right. Um, any closing thoughts? Anything that I should kind of edit in nope. there before I stop recording? Oh, wow. Puya is ready to get on with his day. <laughs> done. Yes. Um, let's say goodbye. <laughs> oh yes, done. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs>